0: <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, you uh, you ready to go? I'm ready
1: to go. Let's do it.
0: All right. Well, we are doing episode 13 of the series, corresponding with episode 13 of this podcast. How convenient is that? Yeah. Uh, the title of this episode is Angel Invasion. Or Lilliputian Hitcher and for those of you like me who does not know what Lilliputian is it is a trivial or a very small person or thing so the more you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and much like it goes without saying that from now until the end of the series every one of these episodes is just almost an information dump so there's a lot to sort through there sure is But we're gonna, we'll be damned if we don't try our best. We will be. That is the full impact promise. (laughs) Stamp. Bam. (laughs) No stone unturned. Nope.
1: Turning stones and taking names. (laughs) So we start right off
0: in Nerf. They're doing some, a lot of work. It doesn't look like fun. Mm. Um, We hear that they're doing apoptosis. Uh, processes, um, the three avas or mm. ap- apoptosis, apoptosis.
1: Anyways, tomato, tomato. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: whichever you prefer. Um, which is the death of cells, which occurs as a normal and uh, controlled part of an organism's growth or development. So it's a normal thing, kind of like uh, getting rid of uh, infected or like precancerous cells, stuff like that. I see. Good job. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, Maya Abuki. She's the short-haired girl uh, that we've been seeing more of. She's kind of Ritsuko's protege, um, and you know, she's getting praise for her good work but then Ritsuko you know has to show her how it's done with her like one-handed hacker man skills
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah she does definitely want to know and and I will say too um that Maya refers to her well I don't know if she says it but it's in the captions like she says senpai which mm-hmm. um isn't that like a, a martial arts term because I feel like Dwight used that when he was talking yeah. to his senpai it's in, like, in the uh, office your like your sensei master. Yeah, your yeah. sensei,
0: yeah, your, your role, uh, role model or teacher, essentially. Got it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Ritsuko is a badass. Yeah. <laughs> <She> just like, <laughs> just writes in her notebook, then she just, like, one-handed, like, on the computer and does it, like, twice as fast as her and then she, like, goes back to doing her thing.
1: Yeah, she's, like, out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Amateur. Yeah, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Um we
0: get a quick shot of a computer screen where we see um I'm not sure if it's for the first time or not. It might be, but we see the three names of the Magi for what I'm going to say is the first time. Yes. Um the three names are Melchior, Balthazar, and Caspar. So those are the they're
1: pretty those cool the names. names. They are names. Uh, They are cool names. Actually, um, I have a little bit of of background on them. Do we want to get into that now, or should we? Yeah, why not? All right, let's do it. Uh, So all these names sounded super familiar to me, um, but a lot of them obviously are Bible references. And for those of you uh, who aren't familiar with the Bible, we're going to dive in real quick, and I'll give you a very, very short version. Uh, The Magi actually are, it was another name for the three wise men that visited uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph when he was born, allegedly, on Christmas. Um, so when we talk about the Magi, the three names Melchior, um, that first name is Hebrew, and it means king or light. Um, and he was one of the, the Magi, the original three Magi. Caspar, um, or Kaspar, whichever you prefer, uh, is an Old Testament name meaning treasure. So again, these are all referencing back to, to Old Testament. Um, and Balthazar, which is my favorite name, is... Um, is was also one of the three wise men in the book of Daniel, and his name means protector of the king. So you can see kind of a, a theme there. Um, and we will see how that plays out in our little show here very shortly. So let's pick up where we where we were there. So, yeah, we saw the three names. There they are. History lesson for you. Yep, there you go. Yep, just a quick little synopsis of that story in the Bible, so you can skip that part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. We quickly see Ritsuko in the bathroom, um, and she says, you know, all systems green, uh, no abnormalities, my mother's doing fine. And the Mm. subtitles say, quote, mother is as healthy as ever, while I get older with each passing day.
1: (laughs) Every person struggles. So,
0: yeah, we're almost three minutes in and we're already getting cryptic with you know what the hell is going on here
1: yeah and uh, and for once we actually confirmed that she has a mother that was some sort of impact on her life which is is unusual considering most of the other characters that we've been inter- introduced to either never mention a mother or you know have, have uh, said it very cryptic cryptically as well so I thought that was pretty significant that that um, you know we, we have an active mother situation situation
0: (laughs) that's true i think she's the only character that we have any information on the mother on so far
1: right i mean we we know that um asuka she whispers the word mother Um, but we don't know anything about her. I mean, it's confirmed that, I mean, we all have one, but it's confirmed that there was some sort of relationship to her. It makes you think because, you know, she, she said her name, but, um, this is the first time that I think that we've heard of it, like an active mother daughter relationship, um, which is pretty cool and unusual in, in the cast. And, uh, probably not as healthy as we would like. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, apparently not.
0: Like, I figured we have one healthy relationship in the show. (laughs) Well, good luck finding it. We'll see. So we find out that our pilots are undergoing, uh, another test. Um, they're seeing how their harmonics work without the aid of a plug suit, um, much like Shinji in, I believe, episode one, how he got in. I think he just had his normal street clothes on. Yeah, but he, but he had. A- he had no plug suit on and he was able to get what, like 40% sync rate.
1: I think at that time, Uh, I'm going to take your word on that, but yeah, I I definitely know that there was a time where he was plug suitless. So (laughs) um, I will, I do want to mention quickly to that, you know, Oscar has her good qualities, but that girl complains constantly. I mean, there's her voiceover as they're talking about all of this and she, why do we have to do this? And why do we have to do that? She's like always complaining. Oh, like oh, yeah. that, just, just close your, close your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she is. It's just, and it's such a stark contrast from Ray, too. You know, like she's always just head down, do, does what she's told. Asuka just never stops talking and never stops complaining. And Shinji's somewhere in the middle there, you know, so which is kind of usually their lineup. But um, I just had to make that clear initially because I had to write it down. I'm like, Jesus, she complains a lot. <laughs> She's just very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... But it just shows, I mean, she's immature. She's a kid. So yeah, but it's just excessive the amount of complaining she does.
0: Yeah. Um, and as they're very briefly going over the test, we do see this little shot of this large underground shaft and this like little elevator that's kind of working its way up uh like in a spiral manner. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind, that little elevator. <laughs> Um, but, but we see that we're at, the pilots are doing their test in this room that we have not been to before. Um, it has three imitation Ava bodies, and they're using simulation plugs to do their test. And if you look at these bodies, they are muscular looking. They look like actual bodies, just without mm-hmm. heads.
1: Mm-hmm. So essentially, this is all a simulation. They're not going out. It, it, this is just kind of a testing thing. Like, and are these like they do? They look like jacked up human beings. Like, so is it like? Um, but these are all. It's all a simulation, right? Nothing is actually really happening. Well, I mean, they're. I
0: mean, I mean the real the real bodies and it's real testing and the plugs are real. I just think it's like. I think they mean simulation, as so though it's not the Avas as we know it. So that's why they're, um, you know, they're just like imitations of the real thing for Got the sake it. of testing.
1: And and but the so the kids aren't actually in their plugs in these things. Is I guess what I meant. Like they're in a separate room, and these and the the Avas are in another room, right? They're not actually inside of them like they are when they normally pilot. Or are they? They're not in their normal avas no they're in they're in this room inside
0: the simulation plugs inside of these imitation bodies got it separate from avas uh zero
1: one and two all right. Just wanted to clarify for anyone that may, you know, be unclear about that, because sometimes things, you know, they can they can slip by it. So I just wanted to make sure that we were clear as to what was going down.
0: Yeah. So we're in separate places here um, and they find out they just mentioned it like this test is taking three hours. Like, that's so long.
1: Yeah, it is a while, especially for those kids who are in the buff in there.
0: I know. <laughs> have a little. Listen there... to Asuka nag for three hours.
1: Yep. Yep. Oh, gosh. I know. And then, but there's there's Ray just expressionless, head down, doing what she's got to do. Um, they mentioned
0: that the bodies or the plugs that they're in, they feel different. They feel off. Mm-hmm. They don't really say. I think Asuka mentioned something about like she can't feel anything, like except for her arm or something like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they definitely make it clear that they feel different in these than they do in their normal Avas. Indeed. Um, and I guess that just makes us wonder you
0: know, what exactly is the difference between these uh, imitation
1: bodies and the real Avas? Mm hmm. And what's yeah? What's their purpose? Like, what what are we what are we really testing here? Because I feel like with Narev and gloves, there's there seems to be like one thing, but there's it's really doing another. So maybe that's this is one of those type of deals where we, we don't we don't really know what the intent is of it, but we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out.
0: Um, and Ritsuko mentions because apparently, as we'll find out, Misato doesn't know as much as we would like her to know. Um. And she didn't really know anything about the Magi, so Ritsuko explains to her that her mother built the Magi, but Ritsuko's the one that got it kind of up and running.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 a question about that. Do you think that the workings of the Magi are kept a secret deliberately, or do you think that it's just Misado wasn't involved as much in that and that's why she doesn't know?
0: I think that Misato never asked, and Ritsuko doesn't talk about
1: anything. Fair enough. I just didn't know if you thought maybe there was some reason why the, the information was being withheld. Um, but especially now that we found out that, you know, her this this was her, her mom's thing and, and she kind of carried it out. You know, maybe she's keeping this stuff close to the vest and, and she doesn't want anybody else to really know it as well as she does. I, I don't know if she's like intentionally protecting it or unintentionally protecting it.
0: I think it's just a kind of a sore subject for her. I don't think that it's necessarily... The Magi itself, I don't think, is a secret in terms of um, how it operates or anything like that. Um, but the close ties between Ritsuko and her mother and the Magi probably just, you know...
1: Make it little, difficult
0: for her to little, talk about. Little, yeah, a little yeah. resentment. Got it. So... Shortly after that, we find out that one of the walls, uh, I believe they say it's a protein wall, protein wall number 87 is deteriorating, and that they had, like, recently repaired that section, and so they're, you know, just like, oh, well now. It's back again. Yeah, it's like, that's not good. Uh, mm-hmm. Suggest so that it's uh, corrosion, and they again say, they mentioned a couple other places that they had recently had construction or repairs done. Um, kind of giving the impression that during the like all the angel battles and stuff, as things get damaged and they get repaired after, the quality of repair and whatnot seems to be a little bit lessened or lackadaisical than we would might like, and I think that they're uh, attributing this corrosion to that.
1: Got it. So essentially in the midst of repairing any damage, they may have missed something and water can leak in there. And um, especially if this is, so it, it, they say the protein wall. So it, where exactly are they right now? So they're
0: in, so central dogma is where most everything is. Right that um, that we see. Um, and again, Central Dogma is several stories below the surface of the geofront. Um, it's kind of this... It's not a circle. It's like a hexagon shape almost. Hexagon or octagon shape. I'd have to double check. Um, and so... And it has different rooms for different things. Um, some of the things that are in Central Dogma are... Uh, the backup command center, the cages where the AVAs are kept, um, the place that they're doing the test right now with the pilots. Mm. Um, that's called the Now Box. I'll get into that later. That's there. Um, there's a training facility, like the one that uh, Shinji was in when he was just like getting used to, you know, aiming down the target, pressing the trigger, etc. Mm-hmm. There's two other rooms I can't get into because they're spoilery, and then they also have the rooms where they do their normal sync tests, um, and I believe that their like main command room is also there. So it's just like kind of a a circle of rooms.
1: Right, but it's. I guess the the point is, is that it's it's basically the hub of the operation where most things are happening. So to see, you know, corrosion happening there has got to be a little bit alarming to them because they're so far underground. They're so you know so even any little infestation of something, especially when you're underground and you don't have access to a lot of resources, could be very dangerous.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think the only reason I think that they don't, um. Freak out more about it. I mean, obviously, they want it addressed immediately. I mean, Fyutsky says, you know, address this issue by tomorrow. Otherwise, Ikari will raise a stink.
1: <laughs> Which <laughs> seems to be a common thing with gloves. Like, they use that phrase twice. They say, and I, I had to write it down because, I mean, he raises a stink quite a bit. Mm-hmm. They love that expression.
0: Yeah, and uh, Ritsuko said it too. Yes. Yep. I'm wondering, I don't know, is there anything to that? You think it's just. <laughs>
1: Well, I just, I just think it's, it's pointing out that you know he's, it, they don't want to do anything that isn't up to his standards. I think, and so they, they, even though he's not physically there with them, they know what his reaction to anything less than perfection is going to be. So I think that's what they're implying. But you know, I could be wrong. But that's, that's my thought. Sounds
0: right. But yeah, so this protein wall that they're talking about is, I believe, above. The room that they're doing the tests in with the pilot right now. Okay. Um, and, I know, and they address it, you know, saying, you know, is it going to cause any problems, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you know, as of right now, no. And apparently this test is important enough where they can't stop it midway through unless they have a very good reason to do so. Okay. All right. Um, we also covered that I think... At least this is the impression that I got, is that they're using the simulation plugs that the pilots are in to send signals to the simulation body that they're the plugs in and then almost like try and relay that to the real Ava so that they could maybe
1: like pilot it from a remote location in the future or something like that that was also my thought maybe taking the kids a little bit out of harm's way and like putting them in a centralized location and then having them operate the the avas remotely because that it takes a lot of the risk away from the kids not that they really cared about that up until this point but you know it, it, it could be something that they're thinking about for future avas right and i guess it is very minorly successful um
0: at this point they say that they show AVA unit zero, and they say that it's projecting an a fiel- AT field of two yachtos. <laughs> and and oct- yachtos is a unit prefix in the metric system that denotes a factor of 10 to the negative 24th power. Yeah. So,
1: okay. so for all you math whizzes out there, that's, <laughs> a, lot, that one that's out. a lot of,
0: zeros. A lot of uh, zeros. So is it working in the sense that is it are they getting the signal across? Is it projecting an AT field remotely? Yes. Is it significant enough where like they could do anything with it? No, <laughs> not even close.
1: Oh, that's why we're in the testing phase, I suppose. I mean, that's right. that's they really. I mean, they, they say from the beginning that this is mainly just a test, but now now we can kind of see what it is they're testing.
0: Right. I mean, and knowing that you know we use the AT fields to stop angels like come plummeting down on her onto Earth like a meteor, we kind of need an AT field. That is a little bit more than two yoctos. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. There's your math lesson in the metric system for the day.
0: Um, and then shortly after that, following that, we get the corrosion. It spreads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it starts to become an actual problem. They say that protein wall number eighty-seven is degraded, and that there's abnormalities detected. So, we got a problem now. Things spread in like wildfire.
1: That's what they say. Yep. There's alerts and red lights flashing yep. everywhere.
0: Mm, 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 shutting <laughs> things down, closing their little fancy doors all over the place. I love those doors that like slide shut. I know. Like, the tubes and stuff.
1: Yeah, like on, in Batman when he like pushes the button and Batman like close the the Batmobile closes all up like a tank. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of what it reminds me of. Um, and they send out
0: they send out the polyzomes, which is. Which is another biology term. There's so much biology in this episode, um, just like for the briefest of things because it's just they always I feel like they always make the words that they use relate to what they're doing in at least a very subtle way.
1: There's uh, a method to all the madness, I believe exactly. So polysome
0: is a group of ribosomes uh, that bind to an mRNA, and they look like a kind of bead or a thread when they're all together. Um, an mRNA makes proteins. And basically what they do is they translate the mRNA instructions into polypeptides. And polypeptides are part or a whole protein molecule, which goes back to this protein wall that they were addressing beforehand.
1: Wow. So we're getting math and biology in this episode. Uh, This is a very well rounded (laughs) educational episode
0: for us here. Yeah, now we just need some history and we'll really be covering all our bases.
1: Yeah, for sure. We'll get there. Well, we did talk about the Magi and that's
0: sort of history. That's true, religious history.
1: (laughs) There we go. It's
0: like Catholic school up in here.
1: (laughs) Welcome to my life. So the corrosion
0: spreads, they're ready to fire these little lasers at it with their, their little cute little underwater drone things. Um, but it seemingly gets to Ray's simulation body first, mm-hmm. and it starts like spasming out basically. It's
1: not good. No, definitely not good. Anything spreading and emitting um, red lights and turning on alerts is, is usually a bad sign. Mm hmm. And then so it it starts
0: growing out of the tube that they were looking at and it's in the body and Misato very gravely looks down at the uh simulation or the imitation body and it reaches out towards her um and they they just said, you know, get rid of that arm. Just cut it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, desperate times, desperate yeah. times. Yeah. And
0: it, you know, we there hasn't been anything super graphic in the show, but we're getting we're getting more mature with our visuals as we go here i mean we saw like you know like flesh and like a bone when they blew that that arm off we're we're maturing
1: we are um according to the warnings on netflix the only thing that um we should be worried about is smoking and nudity in this particular episode but um i suppose we could throw in graphic violence (laughs) maybe because it's not human they're like "Ah, it doesn't count Never know. I don't know what the parameters are for determining those type of things, but um, I, I don't remember it. any smoking in this episode, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, um, nothing that I can point out exactly. Um, so, <laughs> covering their bases, I guess.
0: Yeah, so they blow that arm off, they eject the plugs out, um, the polyzome drones start attacking it, and what do we have but in AT fields. Dun, dun, dun.
1: Which can only mean one thing. Yep. It's an angel. It is. Um, yeah. An angel unlike anyone we've seen. Mm-hmm. A little, little
0: microbe angel. Yes. What's, what's, what should we name this microbe angel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Funny you should ask. Uh, its name is actually Iural. Iural. I'll Say it again, so you guys know. Um, it's the meaning of its name is terror of God, uh, and its symbolism is the angel of terror. Um, I guess when I I saw that and I was researching this, um, it kind of dawned on me that I think the reason, like for the terror, is because this is an angel that's been different than any other one we've seen. Like we've seen one entity that has attacked another entity, and that's that's kind of the the mindset we've been in and it's, it's adapted to its environment but this one doesn't have a face it just it's like this spreading virus and as we all know that can be very terrifying and so i think that's it's an appropriate name those guys are are spot on with their their angel names here um so yeah so even though it, it doesn't present as a typical angel it went once we see that at field you know what's coming next so here we are here we are and it is scary because you know it's attacking from within what are you gonna do Right. And when you're when you're underground and when you're in an enclosed space like that, anything spreading is that much more dangerous than it would be if you're, you know, on the surface and there's other places that you can go. The air, you know, you're stuck down in this hole, essentially. And, you know, this thing is spreading. So this is this is a huge, huge problem. And and it's not just one target like it was before. I mean, this is this is something that is like a disease that's that's starting to spread throughout um, throughout their control room and, and, and can cause some serious damage super quick
0: yeah and you know all the other angels have been trying to get into the geo front so they can get into nerve HQ at least that's what you know we seem to seem to think they all seem to be targeting the geofront yep. or nerf and this one is already inside nerf HQ HQ so you know we're on a high alert
1: now yeah we sure are and you know <laughs> I think that it, it, it it's just different than anything that it, we've seen the angels adapting to their environments, right? We've seen them split in two. We've seen them come from sea. We've seen them come from the air. And now we're seeing them specifically targeting in a very sophisticated way where we knew they were going from the very beginning or ha- that we've, you know, kind of assessed since we started um, that this is where they want to attack. And now they're there. So yeah. watch out. Um, So we get word that they
0: need to isolate central dogma and separate it from the sigma unit. The Sigma unit is where the infection is coming from. That's where the testing was being done. Um, I already went over kind of what the rest of central dogma um, encapsulates. Um, And they have orders to abandon the box. Um, The box is the PrivNow box, which is where the testing was being done. And wouldn't you know the PrivNow box is another biology term. Ah. Um, Tribnowbox refers to a sequence of six nucleotides. Um, Nucleotides are what make up our DNA, the four of them being thymine, adenine, guanine, and cytosine, in case you took basic biology. Um, And basically what they're used is they're essential for DNA transcription to occur in bacteria. And that hmm. is the Predna box. So the PredNet box is like a small uh, sequence of them.
1: I, you know what? I appreciate you answering that question because I had it written down with a question mark. And now my question has been answered. So thank you.
0: The more you know. And <laughs> if you want to you know, know. the sequence, it's T-A-T-A-A-T. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeez, we weren't kidding about Deep Dive, were we? Um.
0: And then we get Gendo handling his business. On the bat phone. (laughs) Yeah, on the bat phone. Uh, Says the report to, you know, the governments would not turn off that alarm that this whole thing was due to um, faulty alarms that caused this whole thing. So, you know, report that nothing bad is actually happening.
1: Right. So he's lying through his Mm -hmm. little gloves.
0: Mm hmm. Um, And then he mentions that it's getting too close to Adam.
1: I did catch that
0: Um, And for those of you who don't remember Adam was that little Fetus looking thing That Kaji had brought to Gendo um, The episode that Asuka appears in It was in the little,
1: little orange box Called Bakelite
0: That's what he's referring to
1: I remember it well because it was super creepy. And it was really the start of what is Ponytail up to with gloves? That was kind mm-hmm. of like their first like secret meeting. So it's obvious that whatever um, Adam is 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 pretty important and needs to be protected. And we don't know what that is yet, but it is, it is the second time we've heard that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And then he says to eject all... The Ava units. And he
0: says that Uh Unit 1 gets priority. The others can be abandoned if we need to.
1: He sure does.
0: Now, why is Unit 1 special? That's an excellent question. Why do you think Unit 1 is special? I think at this
1: point we have no
0: fucking clue why it's special.
1: (laughs) Um, My assessment, just from the episodes that we've seen and what we know now... Shinji and G-Unit have been the most in sync and really have saved the day more often than any of the other Avas. And I think that Gendo sees something in that, that G-Unit connection that maybe he doesn't see in the other two at this point. So I think that might be why he's saving them on a more positive note. And what I'd really like to hope is that the dad inside of, (laughs) inside of gloves is concerned about his kid, but I really don't think that that's the major overall theme. I think that he thinks that unit one is the best as a unit. And that's why he wants to protect it.
0: Mm. Well, to play devil's advocate here and go against you,
1: Uh,
0: Oscar has better sync rates than Shinji does. So her effectiveness with her unit would essentially be better. I think she has a better uh, combat-oriented mind for missions like this. Um, We have seen Unit 1 go berserk, which has been very helpful and useful. We've also seen Unit 2 go berserk too, so we know that it's also possible for that. Um, So I guess my only thing is, I mean, I can't really speculate on the father aspect of your argument because he's a piece of shit.
1: But. Agreed. Agreed, and that's that's just my my benefit of the doubt, maybe hopefulness that there's some sort of humanity in him that you know he's he has some connection to his own kid. I mean, up until we haven't seen anything. The, the one time that he did give him praise, you know, it, it really changed Shinji. And I I don't know if maybe he he realizes that, and this is how he's going to make him better. That's just me thinking positively and hoping that he isn't a total dick. But it's, it's possible, and and you're right. It, you know, Unit Two and and Red have gotten us out of a lot of jams, and have thought has thought quickly on her feet, and seems to be the most agile. But but Shinji seems to be more. "Quote unquote," in tune with G Unit, and they seem to be able to, you know, when he rescues Oscar that that time without any sort of protection, and you know, the fact that he was the first to go berserk. I just, I think there's something unique about him, and I, G Unit as a as a as a team, and I don't think we really know what that is yet, but I think Gloves does, and that that's why he's making them a priority.
0: I absolutely agree. We just, I just, we just don't know why.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. These are all assumptions up till now and and you know only with the information that we've been given outside of not trying to spoil anything <laughs> but i mean as as a as a person, you want to believe that maybe it's it's partially humanity in him and love for his own kid, although he hasn't shown it up in up till now, so purely speculation and hopefulness. So we
0: go back
1: to sort of where the infection
0: is occurring, and they find out that there's sort of uh, a barrier between two different kinds of water that they have. One is more oxygenated than the other, and the angel seems to be avoiding the one that is more oxygenated. So they decide to pump in more and attempt to get rid of it, and that starts to work until it doesn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I think is a signal of the evolution at first but it's happening so much more quickly now than it was previous like it took each attack for them to evolve to get better to adapt to their situation this one's kind of evolving on the fly so that's that's also pretty terrifying to to go back to its its name um the terror of god i mean it, it, it's this is this is something that as you're trying to fight it the weapons that work in one second the next second are not working which is is concerning to say the least Yeah. So, yeah,
0: it's definitely, you know, starts evolving. So they have to, you know, start thinking quick on their feet. Um, The angel, it turns from this, like, glowing red to this gold and essentially turns itself into, like, organic circuits, basically. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it starts to hack the Magi and it successfully takes over one third of the Magi um, hacking into Melchior
1: yeah um did we talk about ponytail yet
0: no i meant to i'm sorry i did skip over that we do see ponytail pop out of that little spiral elevator
1: thing and he does this like superhero jump from the elevator into the the door which i think is like completely crazy but i just what is ponytail up to he's 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 again with the swarminess not necessarily swarmy at this point but there's just something not right with this dude and he seems to be working on something separate and doesn't know what's going on he's like oh seems like i gotta get to get to work so what is he doing what is he up to what is he working on listeners give us your opinion i would love to know what you're thinking do you feel like ponytails and a dick or what? <laughs> yeah, especially first it. time,
0: first time watchers. What?
1: Yes, yes. If this is your first time watching through, I'd, I'd really, really like to know if it's just me who feels this way about this guy, or if, if you've picked up on it too. So please give us your theories, thoughts, opinions. Full Impact Podcast at Gmail dot com. Hit us up. <laughs> Hit us up. Love to hear it, but only if you agree. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All hate mail will <laughs> <laughs> be burnt. That's right. <laughs> uh, no hate, nothing but love. All opinions welcome.
0: So soon after taking over Melchior, it starts to try and take over Balthazar instead. And quick thinking, Ritsko, being the boss that she is, uh, she basically I think she like slows the code rate, basically. Or so is the intervals to 15 seconds, essentially slowing down uh, the rate at which it can hack through the Magi. Right,
1: and this this is a big problem because if we if we remember what the Magi's function is, it's to make calculated decisions. And so if it is compromised in any way, that you can't have trust or faith in the decisions that it's making. So the fact that it's attacking this is is pretty important and could be devastating to them as an organization because it's really all revolving around these three computers and now we're in danger of losing at least two of them, which could put us in a very bad spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, they'd really be up a creek without a paddle without these magi
1: right because they're the ones that are like running things in the background and you know we assume that some sort of algorithms are being you know created to help hopefully find the the angels and the ava everything seems to be kind of connected to 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 this system and if it's compromised their their whole their whole effort is pretty much done yeah it's not not good not good
0: um they let us know that the angel here are their nano machines they're a colony and they're basically created themselves into ai circuitry so some black mirror type shit
1: <laughs> black mirror before black mirror was a thing
0: <laughs> um and we get ritsuko and Misato butting heads
1: about what to do with the magi Uh, Yeah, Miss M wants to basically sacrifice them and Labcoat does not and kind of takes personal responsibility for this, doesn't she? yeah she's like no this is the tech department Bag off yeah and i mean she obviously too i think has a personal attachment to this project i mean we we heard in the beginning of this episode that it's it's tied to her mother so this is this is not just her job but this is a personal mission i think on her part to to not let these things be compromised
0: exactly yeah I mean, and I feel like I mean, obviously, we know that it was kind of her mother's life's work here. But I mean, I feel like she spent most of her career as well getting these things to the state that they are. I don't think she's, you know, going to be willing to just give that up so easily.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, if they if they just let him go, then like we just talked about, their whole decision-making process is just thrown to the, basically destroyed, and that that's not going to help anybody. So, uh, although I'm usually Team Miss M, I, I gotta disagree with her on this choice, which I never thought I'd hear myself saying, but that's definitely how I felt. Yeah,
0: but well, I mean, maybe Misato doesn't have all the facts either, and so maybe she's not making as much of an educated decision as Ritsuko is
1: true. And this isn't her area of intuition expertise. This is more of Labcoat's realm. So I think it's best to let her decide what the the end result should be here. Now, this is where it gets kind of
0: confusing in terms of their plan. Gendo says, and I quote, the ultimate end of evolution is self-destruction, death itself. Now that part I can get. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you want to look at it like this, this is how I perceive it. If an animal, its goal um, in trying to survive is hunting rabbits, if it continues to evolve and evolve and it gets so efficient at hunting rabbits that it hunts all the rabbits, it'll essentially kill itself because it won't have anything left to hunt. Mm -hmm. So basically their plan is to accelerate... Its own evolution uh, by uh, reverse hacking one of the the major that's left, I believe, in hopes of it getting to accept that or live in uh, kind of harmony with it. What do you What do you think?
1: Um, I I I guess the problem with the analogy that I have is that like okay, let's say you hunt rabbits and the rabbits are gone yeah if that's the only thing that your body can process but as a as instinctually wouldn't you just look for something else to hunt or eat i mean trial and error i mean you could eat a plant but that plant could kill you so if that's the only thing that you can eat and apparently this this is feeding off of whatever you know it, it's a microorganism so it's able to to feed off the protein and everything that's there i guess if you stop that it's going to end up without anything to sustain itself and die. And and maybe that's what they're trying to do. like um, it Cut off its sustenance, therefore cutting off its evolution, therefore killing it.
0: Or is it like they're saying that it's going after the one mage that's left so if we can put in this little suggestion that, you know, within the magi being like in its whatever quote-unquote nature, this self-destruction uh, you know, program mm-hmm. when the angel becomes one with the Magi, it will kind of just go with the flow
1: it, whatever, whatever right. Yeah. That if the Magi tells it to self destruct, then it will self destruct. Yeah. So essentially let it let it get hooked on it and then cut the cord. Or
0: yeah, but the they need to put that little you know trip trip wire, that backup device in there before it takes it over. Right. And that's where their their problem lies. Okay. And Misato has doubts that Ritzko will be able to do that in time. And it's such a simple line, but the way that uh, the voice actress delivers this line from Ritzko, I, I really like it when she just says, I keep my promises and like looks away.
1: Boom. Mic yeah. drop.
0: Yeah, don't fuck with Ritsko.
1: <laughs> Definitely not. When it comes to the magi, she knows her shit. She gets her glasses on and everything.
0: <laughs> I know her, like they're
1: like not uh,
0: what's like
1: shaded, but she's inside. Yes, they're like those. <laughs> yeah, the ones that like turn turn when you go outside from outside to inside. But mm-hmm. they remind me of.
0: She's got transition glasses, but they just there say, we go. They're permanently transitioned. <laughs>
1: Well, they are underground, so I guess there is limited light down there, but I don't know. Who knows? The computers are all lit up. I don't know. She needs those glasses, though. They make her look smarter. (laughs) Yeah. So, in
0: case anyone hadn't uh, made this connection before, those three big boxes... um, when they're in the command room, the room that we see Gendo and Mitsato in all the time, um, with like the big holographic map and stuff, and below their platform we see uh, three other ones that have little, like, not little, they have boxes on them that have red covers on them. Those are the Magi, those three boxes. Got it. Um, okay. So Ritsuko is raising one of them out of the ground, the one that's not taken over yet. And these things, these things are massive, by the way
1: they are and I, I i in my notes i wrote that they kind of look like guts you know like intest like legit intestines it, was, it just there was so many pipes and things running through there it just that's that's that was my first thought when i saw it yeah and
0: so they go inside and there's are just notes everywhere uh, about various things um It doesn't say on the Netflix one. I know, I think it's, I think it's a problem with when they um, translated it or whatever. But one of the notes specifically, I believe it says that Genda was an asshole. (laughs) And that's the one that Ritsuko smiles at when she looks at it. (laughs) <laughs> but they don't it, there's no subtitles or anything for it in the show but I'm pretty sure that's what one of them says
1: well, well I mean accurate let's, let's be honest <laughs> uh, meaning that her mother
0: thought that Kendo was an asshole too
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean she probably just called them like she saw them yeah Um.
0: so yeah they're going in there and gets, just, notes are all their backdoor backdoor notes or backdoor codes for the magi and mine is like on cloud nine looking at all these little notes here
1: well personally for someone who has a slight bit of ocd all of those post-it notes all over the place like i i lost my mind when i first saw that i'm like how is anyone going to decipher you know because sometimes people just write their own little notes on stuff and like but then i thought well lab coats mom i mean she's gonna know what she meant by all this so she kind of left a roadmap for them yeah, essentially. Um, so, so at this point, right, we, we two out of the three have been compromised, right? Yes. Okay, and the last one that they're they're working to try to um, uh, like lure this thing into and then um, kill it is through Casper or Caspar, right? Yes, the one that's left is Caspar.
0: Uh, Melchior and Balthazar have been taken over. Ritsuko's inside. M- Misato's next to her looking... She looks so cute, like curled up with her little legs, just like <laughs> <laughs> next to her, like a, know, like a father is like having the son hold the flashlight while he <laughs> takes care of the car.
1: <laughs> and we're not used to seeing Miss M in Ms., Ms. Emin this role. I mean, normally she's the leader of of all these different missions and stuff but this one she's kind of taken a back seat because she doesn't know as much as lab coat does um so i i thought it was funny because you know when you the way you read it you read it casper but they kept pronouncing it caspar so in my mind because i do make up you know things for everything (laughs) this whole plan that they're doing is the rock the caspar oh my gosh (laughs) i've been waiting all week to use that one but yes (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, so it's it just, it was funny to me that I just kept saying, Why are they saying it like that? And then it dawned on me. So I just had to throw it in the podcast there for anybody who knows that reference.
0: I'm sure I there'll hope be you, like
1: I hope one listener
0: it. that's like dying laughing. Yeah.
1: And then I guarantee you that song is going to be in your head like a little earworm all day long, courtesy of this podcast. So you can thank me later. You're welcome. You are
0: welcome, listeners. So, I believe Ritsuko explains that... She asked Misao if she's ever heard of personality transplant type OS. Um, And essentially it's a way to, like, transplant a person's personality, or organic personality, into um, a computer or technology. And she explains that um, it's the same technology that they use for the Avas, and that this, the Magi were, like... The first example of using that kind of technology, and that Reiko's mother, essentially her her brain is in or is the Magi,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which gives us another level of understanding as to why Reiko was so against, uh, you know, just self destructing the Magi.
1: Yeah, because that's her mom. I mean, it isn't physically her, but I mean, it could be argued that, you know, uh, I, we aren't just our physical beings. I mean, there's there's something in us that makes us what we are. And when that ceases, uh, our, our bodies are just mainly a shell. And, you know, whatever your spirit was stays in, imprinted on the people that you knew. But in this case, um, we don't know if her mom is physically gone. She's not here, so we can assume that. But... Her, her her essence and her being has been put into the, this machine. And although it's a machine, I don't think Labcoat wants – that's a part of her mother. That's a part of her life's work that she doesn't want to see destroyed. So she's going to fight hard to, to figure out a way to save it. Yeah.
0: And you know, it looks it looks like an actual brain when she pulls that thing. If I don't think it, it's actually not her actual physical brain, but it looks right. like a brain.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's that's design specific. Much like when that thing comes out of the ground, it looks like guts, and you know, I think it, I think you want it to to evoke some sort of humanity because we're supposed to believe that that her humanity is in it or her her mind is, is in there. So maybe that's a, that's a reference to that. Maybe. Maybe. That's, that's but, my take. Yeah. So things get heated. Um...
0: The angel does break through and starts taking over Caspar, uh, and it just becomes a race between Ritsuko and the angel. Whoever can hack her man faster than the other one. <laughs> yep. And she's like doing her thing, you know, flying by. Uh, Misato's like, you know, can you make it? Hurry up! And Ritsuko's like, you know what? Chill. I I have a whole last second to spare. <laughs>
1: And it's so funny, too, because it, it kind of brought up to me, um, you know, I think it was a couple episodes ago where, you know, you're telling me there's a chance. Like, <laughs> Masada was was all ready to go with zero percent chance of anything happening. And Labco, same thing, down to the wire. One second, plenty of time, like, no worries mm-hmm. at all. I got this. But I mean, I believe her because I feel like if anybody's going to know this thing, it's going to be her. You know, I mean, and the fact that her mom is in there, he's got to have some sort of connection. Yeah. But th- those post it notes are just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we ever have to see them again. So Good, because I don't know that my brain could handle it. She, she was a brilliant too. scientist, but she was super messy. <laughs> Scatterbrain. Right? Uh, yikes. Get a notepad, man. <laughs> Laminate that shit.
0: Yep. So it does come down to practically the last second, and Ritsko hits that little enter key, and she does it. Ritsko, a normal human being, not uh, using the aid or help of an Ava or anything, defeats an angel all by herself.
1: And she's the first non-Ava to do that, if I'm not mistaken, isn't she? Yeah. I think that's pretty dope. I mean, I, I think she's earned her street credit at this point, because, I mean, from... Uh, a remote situation I guess kind of like we were shown with the kids she was able to, to hand to take care of this angel which is pretty impressive and I gotta give her credit she's moved up on my list quite a bit after this episode not that I didn't love her before I she's definitely up there now yeah Visco I love Visco she's cool she is cool her and her transition glasses
0: yeah I like her <laughs> I like her short little blonde bobby hair too little
1: bob, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so after they win we, we like I totally forgot about them that the pilots were just like chilling in the lake in their suits <laughs> or naked in their plugs
1: <laughs> Like, they have absolutely no idea what's been going on this whole time. And I think it's another uh, episode where we do see very little bit of the kids. Like, the, they're really not involved in this episode very much at all. I, and kind of, <laughs> they just get, yeah, like, just floating out there. Like, is somebody going to help us? Somebody gonna come, come, come get us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after that,
0: I believe Ritsuko starts to explain... Uh, A little bit more background about the Magis to Misada, who was asking about them previously.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, She explains that they were broken up into three facets of her mother. Uh, Her mother as a scientist, her mother as uh, a mother, and her mother as a woman. Um, Melchior, I believe, was her as a scientist. Um, Balthazar was her as a mother... And Caspar was her as a woman. And Ritzko goes on to explain that, you know, she herself isn't a mother, so she can't really relate to that part of her. Um, In terms of a scientist, she adored her mother. You know, her mother was, like, the foremost leading scientist in the world. Mm -hmm. But then as a mother, she hated her. (laughs) Or as a woman, she hated her.
1: And I think it's because of the conflict between the mother and the scientist and her mother. You know, I mean, it's 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 difficult to know what was going on there, but it's only what Lab Coat perceived. And she saw her mother throw herself into her work and be more of a scientist and less of a mother. So I think that shaped how she looked at her as a woman, because those two things, you know, were were. Kind of what she thought should define her, but one took over more than the other. I think she, think she felt a little bit neglected as a kid, and and saw her mom, you know, put more effort into her work. But then again, here she is doing the same thing, so she can have all the hate in the world she wants. But turns out, I think she's a little bit more like her than she thought.
0: I think so, to an extent, probably more than she th- than she knows. Um, I think there's. Another reason why she hated her mother as a woman. Um, I mean, it, it makes me think of Misato and her dad and how she hated him because he, you know, was obsessed with his work and didn't have any time for um, their family. But I think that Ritsuko's problem with her mother goes in a slightly different direction than her just being absorbed into her work. But I don't think that we've been given enough information to really come to a conclusion about that yet
1: Fair enough um, I, I think though too that this is something that just kind of shows that there there can there's so many different layers of people and and just happens to be a woman and I can kind of relate to that you know you you, you have a professional life you have your personal life and then you have who you are as a person and those things sometimes are difficult to balance and and not just for women for anyone um, but throw the mother part in there and that's that's an even deeper issue and that has a lot of issues tied to it so I think that that part of her mother the mother part of her mother is something that she can't she can't resolve um because the other two parts were a little bit stronger so maybe she's trying to find a better balance between those things i don't know maybe i think that her respect for her mother as a scientist
0: is the main reason why she wanted to save the magi not out of love for her being a mother or as her as a Fellow woman, I think it's purely right. like she respected the work that she had done.
1: I I, I agree with that completely. I, I just because of how. Dedicated lab coat seems so. So as a fellow scientist, absolutely she respects her. But the other two facets of her life, I think she had major issues with her. And so, and I think part of it is is maybe a selfish reason too. I mean, yes, this was her mother's, you know, heart and soul. But she was the one who executed it. So she did put a lot of her own heart and soul into that. Even though she's still walking around, so I I think that there's whether even though her consciousness isn't in there, her hard work went into developing and executing 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 this so she's invested in it too
0: right yeah um and she again explains that caspar the one that they had saved the rest of the magi with was the one that uh her mother's facet of her like womanhood was placed into and she says quote the woman in her held on to the bitter end
1: (laughs) i love that line i love it i love it me too obvious reasons (laughs) but yeah I, i it's it's true and you know i think this is another great Thing about this show is that there there are so many powerful female characters and you know depth of of character and storyline and doing things that are typically reserved not reserved but typically you see men in roles you know scientists captains the, those are typically the male figures but in this series it's the women and I think that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, and I, I was actually just gonna I just wanted to talk about that too about how. <sighs> Like yes, this is an anime show, and there is, you know, fan service. We get cleavage shots and some shots mm-hmm. of some nice legs, and this and that. We do have a male uh, main character, but he's not—he's not strong. He's not someone you look up to. He's not this macho man. But we have people like Asuka, Rey, Ritsuko, and uh, Misato that are just all super unique and super strong and just awesome.
1: Absolutely. So I guess it makes it a little bit easier to swallow some of the tackier parts of the way they portray women in the series. Although as compared to a lot of other anime, I think this is super light on that side um, but I got to give credit to anyone who's making women badass because we are and I think it's, it's, it needs to be represented and I think um, they do a really good job of that and yeah Shinji might be the the lead character but who's he taking his cues from my you know, and, and who's who stepped up to to, you know, be the only human to, to defeat these angels. If that's Labco. So we got some serious badass ladies happening in this show, which I'm always going to get behind.
0: Yeah. And they're they're. They feel real. They face real, relatable problems in yes. their life, in their fields. Yep.
1: And and as a woman, you know, I, I can I can attest that there, there are certain challenges that we have that, that, you know, men don't have. And as a society, we, we, we have to start recognizing. And that's not an excuse. That's just reality. And to the fact that, you know, we're, we're more than just mothers. We're women. We're scientists or whatever your preferred field is and that there are a lot of layers there and they can excel and do well and that's that's i think proven in this show absolutely you know how much smoother things be running if misado and risco were in charge (laughs) seriously like you know but i think that's the case and again some people may disagree with me and you know whatever but you know let's let's give the ladies a shot you know i mean (laughs) look at what's happened over these years and and men have been in charge we can't we can't do much worse let's let's give us a shot if miss M and lab coat are any example of what women can do i say I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. And if you disagree, uh, we don't need the listeners. <laughs> well, if you disagree, I'm always happy to have a, a friendly, intelligent argument with, with anyone, whether it be via email, uh, you know, or if you want to leave messages for us, <laughs> we're happy to address them. Wouldn't you say? Yes, Positive absolutely. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, uh, so that's that's the end of episode 13. Um, Next week, obviously, we will be covering episode 14, um, which is Zila, the seat of the soul, which is the, the Netflix title or weaving a story. So stay tuned next week for episode 14. Um, As always, we want to thank our listeners for subscribing to us, tuning in, leaving reviews and ratings. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, We don't uh, we do this because we love the show and and we'd love to hear your feedback on it or your take on any of the episodes that we do. So, again, you can reach us at fullimpact.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I am one of your hosts, Allison, and with me, as always, is the best mixtape maker in all the land. Ooh. Thanks. Damn. That's a big title to live up to.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I can vouch that it is absolutely true. <laughs> well, that's it. That's Not it enough. for
0: this
1: week. So, until next time. Until next time.